has the snap. Looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! There is no off-season for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Yes, sir. Welcome in, everybody. John Harris, your host, football sideline reporter. At least, I hope to be sideline reporter for this season. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Joined, as always. As always, I wish it were as always. Sometimes, uh, you know, the general sneaks in with us and we have to break up the duo a little bit. But the voice of the Texans on a wonderful Monday, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, how are you doing? Johnny, you're going to start rumors. You hope to be the sideline reporter. You are the sideline reporter. It's just that the sideline might be in the booth or in right, the stands right. or in somewhere. Houston or somewhere. I mean, if, when we're on the road in Houston. Uh, we'll see how it all goes. We don't know yet. I mean, that's I get asked this all the time. You know, Joe Buck said he, he expects he might call games on a monitor for the NFL. <laughs> Joe doesn't know for sure. I know yeah, you might Joe think, well, know. Joe's got to know. It's Fox. They've got a big contract here with the league. Joe doesn't know for sure. I think everybody's waiting to see how it plays out because, Johnny, you know we're in a little difficult area right now, yep. right? Everyone's just kind of holding their breath like, uh-huh. please don't have a huge spike with all the yep. – lack of social distancing that's been going on in the last couple of weeks and i get it i, I get the cause and the worthiness and yep. everything like that but it's just as far as a pure covid thing did you see that video somebody posted from vegas like vegas was just I oh mean, had yeah. it even happened there i thought they were going to go with these spit shields uh with the dealers the and all this other glass stuff. and such i saw i nothing. saw i don't know if it's the same video you saw but somebody was walking in a casino yep and it, that video could have been from a year ago yeah, it could have been from three years ago. You couldn't tell. I, I mean, I don't know how many people I saw in that video. I saw two wearing a mask, and I've always wondered this: like, what, what's the harm, everybody, in wearing a mask? Like, what's the harm in that? And if you think, well, I, I'm, I'm not gonna get sick. Well, think about the other people across yeah. from you. Think about those people, and I think that's part of everything since March. She, whatever. Whenever we started with this whole COVID thing, through now, with everything that's gone on, if we just at one point started thinking about how we treat everybody else, yeah, and maybe we might be in a little bit better situation than we've been in. It's possible, although now the uh, – was it the CDC? No, the WHO said yeah. that Ooh. asymptomatic – carriers yeah. are not contagious or it's very, very rare, rare. Yeah, rare to catch it from the and I'm thinking what <laughs> information I could have used two three months ago but I yeah. get it you learn as you go oh, yeah. I'm not here to be political or science guy or whatever because I'm not science guy I'm very amateur science guy on social media and I don't post about it I just read it but Johnny you mentioned the mask thing huh. and I full disclosure here I hate wearing a mask and I don't know who really likes it Right, uh, I, but you know when I first put it on, it is oh my gosh, I'm so claustrophobic. And you know yeah. you've mentioned like CDC in the studio, and you joked about your own issues. Mm-hmm. Man, when I have a mask on, I feel like I can't, breathe, I can't. You know, and, and then and then I calm down, and it's fine. You know, it's yeah. just a mask. I can't imagine exercising in it. Did you see what Watt tweeted out about these uh, visor shields? That um, I don't know if they're being officially recommended or not. Well, so, I saw. I I didn't. I actually didn't see that from JJ. Okay. Um, I have to, I have to look, but 
I saw that Shut, who is one of the helmet makers for the NFL. Now, I, there have been many. There's there's Vices, there's Shut, there's Rydell. Uh, I know the NFL cracked down on some of the older style helmets, but I believe those are all you – know, everybody, everybody thinks, well, the helmet's all the same. No, they're all different kinds of helmets throughout the league because of ones that guys want to wear, different shaped heads, different positions. All that kind of stuff goes into it. Uh, and I learned this a long time ago as a coach. There were certain guys, I even as a player, there were certain guys that liked certain helmets. Anyways, I believe Shut is still doing a helmet, but they came up with this, this visor slash shield Yep, that covers the the uh, the face from the forehead, the top of the helmet, all the way down, and I was like, "Brilliant!" That uh, I mean, it's brilliant. Now, well, you- it's going to take just like wearing a mask, as you talked about, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, Mark, I'm I'm the same way. When I started wearing a mask out and about, I I hated it. I was like, ah, oh. like it it drove me insane because this, you know the same things you talked about. But as with anything else, you do it for long enough, you get used to it, and you realize, okay, I understand why I'm wearing this, and I've gotten used to it. So now, I don't mind going different places. It used to be, at the beginning of all this, I didn't really want to go anywhere because I knew I was going to have to put that thing on. It drove me crazy. But now I'm like, nah, okay, I can do this. Now, exercising in it? Well, I don't know about that. That, that, would, be a, that would be a whole different story. I've exercised a lot, but I haven't worn it when I've been out. Um, yeah. But anywhere else I've gone... I've had I've had the mask on, so um, I don't know what did what did JJ tweet? JJ tweeted anybody who invented this has never played football in Texas in the summer, something like that. I'm paraphrasing because <laughs> Darren Ravel tweeted out the oh here it is yes yeah, same thing yeah. from shut and JJ quote tweeted it. The cost is fifteen dollars for upper and lower guard now, and the replies to the Ravel tweet are hilarious. I mean, people go right to work on this is the view from the helmet, and it's just like a window that's completely it's fogged a, up. <laughs> it's so true because if you're – I, this is one of the things that I always worried about wearing one because I thought about wearing one back when I was in college. That's when they first really started kind of coming into vogue was in the, the early 90s when I was in college. And I remember one of the things that players used to wear were the sun, – remember the sunglass visor one? Where you couldn't yeah. see in, and then they outlawed that one because if something were to happen, they had to see you know in, you know see your eyes. You know they couldn't see it. But I remember Quentin Coriat from Texas A and M wearing one of those, and it was menacing. I was like, oh my god, that's that's scary. So uh, yeah, so it's these like, visors have been around for a while. Yeah, it's like no tinted windows allowed. Yeah. Sorry, can't yeah. do it. We don't know what you're doing in there, and. Look, uh, they have a lower option only, and somebody said, oh, shut, actually tweeted out itself, the company. Lower only option, albeit less effective. And look, I get it because the eyes are uncovered, but I think the nose is still below, and anything coming out of the nose would still be below the Mason-Dixon line and would go into the lower part of it. So I think they need little windshield wipers, too. I don't know how you're going to do this, but maybe this is how they're going to live, and and they'll allow you to do these face masks and maybe – Maybe even tinted. Who knows? But look, if if guys have played with that in the league before, why is this a problem? You know, if they've been able to get away, not get away with it, but deal with it, you know, power through it. Yeah. Why is this a problem? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're discussing a lot of different options here. Did you see some of the protocols? And I know we're talking about this, uh, the the tiers and things they want the players to do once they get back and six feet of separation and yes. everything like that in the locker room, you obviously are not going to do that in the field. I mean, I've joked about in the in the past that yeah. 
the offensive Wait. line. If you know, center, guard, tackle. We need six, <laughs> six feet. feet We're gonna change the game a little bit here, guys. Bear those with are us. Mike. Those are Mike Leach splits, man. Yes, six yes. feet apart. That's the only coach before that would be Mike Leach, and they're going. Well, yeah, that's the way we've done it for a long time. We have right. six six foot splits. No, I, I mean I think once. You know, I, I read that uh, actually right after our meeting, kind of read it in full and just read the various things and, uh, you know, read where, you know, what we would be considered. We'd be a, a tier three. and uh, I think we would fit into category tier three, I believe. Um, what? We're th- tier three? I don't know. Maybe. Wait, who's tier two? I thought it was uh, tier business. two was like GM. Oh, oh yeah, we're not, like we're not It was like scouting. It was it was like uh, video guy. The video guys like Tommy and Timmy and those guys. Um, that's who would be in tier two and then tier three. It said literally in-house media as one of those groups. But the thing about it was it said groups that normally don't have interactions with players. And I'm like, we probably have more interactions in, in some of those groups in tier two. I can promise you that. But the one that got me as I started thinking about this, Mark, the one that got me. And if you wonder what we're talking about, the NFL and the NFLPA together put out protocols for when – Everybody, they didn't say when everybody's coming back into the building, including us, but they said, here are the guidelines to follow. Each team must follow. And social distancing was a big thing. The, the meetings, that was one that caught my eye. That meetings, if you couldn't do it in a socially distanced room, then you had to do it via Zoom or some other uh, mechanism. The other one was six feet apart in the locker room. And I started thinking about training camp. I was like, how many locker rooms are you going to have to have mm-hmm. with 90 yeah. guys yeah. in six feet apart? Yeah. Now, once you get to the season, there's only – I say only. There's 63 guys in there. That's – I mean, with 53 guys on the roster and then 10 on practice squad, and I can't remember what the numbers are going up to, and I don't know if it's this year. Maybe it's next year. But they're typically as a locker in between guys. Yeah, but that's not six feet. So I don't know. I, think I don't know how they're going to pull do. that off. That that's going to have to do. Uh, and are you sure about typically? A lot of guys have lockers next to each other. Uh, well, I know there's you... some, but but there's some. Yeah. You know, there's some that have, you know, like a locker in between them. You know, guys that have been there for a while, like JJ has got a locker in between he and who's ever on the right side of him. Maybe yeah. Carlos Watkins, and the next in was DJ Reader. So. You know, those two were next to each other, but then there'd be a locker in between J.J. and the guy next to him. So I, that that caught my eye like, wow, six feet of distance in a locker room during training camp mm-hmm. when there are 90 guys in there. And then, okay, well, you remember all those blue lockers that they put in for the rookies? Well, those, yeah. are, those aren't, aren't happening. Um, and then oh, they I thought, are, though. I saw them out in the hallway last week, and you're going to see them tomorrow. But – they were just – I think they were in a staging area. So they're going to use them. So right. They're, they're going to need just them. It's where they're going to be. Yeah. I mean, they might be out in the hallway or something. They might have to sort of section off the hallway to create extra room. And a lot of teams are in this boat because when you have 90 guys on a roster and some teams will not mm-hmm. max out at 90, they'll be at 85, 80 because they'll say, look, we're just going to go with this. This is going to be tough on, on a lot of players who are fringe-type players trying to show their stuff. You've already lost OTAs, and teams are going to get – need to get right to it and without joint practices we talked about this last week johnny does preseason rep action yep. increase for the starters uh and i don't know was i on with you i think it was on with sean and seth when i mentioned 
you know, watching the Pro Bowl, I kind of saw the future of preseason games. And, yeah. look, I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but I felt like there should be maybe a thud kind of element to preseason games and a wrap-up. And, look, we don't have to bring guys to the ground of the preseason game. Now, a lot of people are just balk at that and say that's not really a game. Why am I paying for these tickets? I get all the complaints. You can imagine right. the comments, the concerns. But – I thought the Pro Bowl was entertaining anyway, so that's just me, and I think the preseason games still will be. There'll be joint practices in a game format, and they'll be safer than your regular or your old-school preseason game. I think a, I think the fans can live with that. I believe they can, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm naive about that. I think what would be interesting, I don't, I, I'm curious as to how this is going to, first of all, one of the reasons that you continue to watch the Pro Bowl is you know every single guy in there. I mean, their names you recognize. Yeah. But if you're all of a sudden watching the fifth-string wide receiver go against the sixth-string cornerback, are you still interested? That's going to be that's going to be questioned. Now, you and I will be obviously because you know we're calling the game, but also because we're always interested in things like that. But that'll be one thing. Does it keep? They an will be. I, Johnny, but here's I, here's the ahead. other thing. What if what if in lieu of a preseason game, you ended up having the joint practice situation that we have. Bring, bring the fans in. Let the fans come on in. Because the thing about those joint practices is there's so much to watch. You can have seven-on-seven seven going on one end. You can have yeah. inside drill going at another end. You can have... Um, you know, you could, you could have a third... You can have one-on-ones with wide receivers and DBs going on. You can have all that going on. There's so much more to watch, and you would just have, like, one big joint practice session put in front of the fans. Now, I don't, I don't know if that would suffice for fans. I don't know if they'd want, they'd want that. Um, but in lieu of a preseason game, hey, look, you're, in a preseason game, preseason week one, you're not going to see – now, this year might be different – but you're not going to see the starters in week one. Think about we went to Green Bay last year. But during those practices, we saw Aaron Rodgers. We saw Devontae Adams. We saw Deshaun. We saw J.J. for the first day until he got nicked up a little bit. We saw the, 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 we saw the big guys. Well, in the preseason game, we didn't see them. So all those fans right. coming in to see the game, they didn't see any of that. But we got a chance to see it during those joint practices. Well, what if you move those joint practices into the preseason game? I don't know. Maybe it becomes a little bit more, maybe it becomes a little bit more exciting from that perspective. I don't know. Wait, hang on. I can I can solve preseason right here, Johnny, and and this is it because you mentioned it. People do like the joint practices because it's starters against starters, right? Right. Coaches right. like it because it's more reps of starters against starters in a safe environment. I'm talking post COVID, no COVID yes. world here, yes, right? Yes. Where it's controlled environment, it is thud. But we enjoy watching them because, you know, you want to see Watt go after their top tackles. You want to see stuff like that. You want to see Watson and the receivers going against the top DBs, et cetera. So you're going to get that in a preseason format now, except we're not going to tackle Watson. We're not going to tackle Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to tackle these guys. We're going to wrap up. We're going to blow the whistle, play over. Coaches will feel better. I think the fans would rather see. All right, so here's your choice. Uh, I'm I'm Monty Hall, Wayne Brady. It's let's make a football deal here. Would you take a half of Watson and company versus Aaron Rodgers and company, or let's say the first game this year, uh, Kirk Cousins and company, in a full half of thud, starters on starters, or one series, one series in a real game, and then you're down to the second and third level by halftime? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I know which one. I, I know which one I'm taking. I want to see I want to see ones and starters for as long as possible. Well, 
I'm, and the fans do too. In a thud format versus, I mean, the versus fans, second and third teamers, maybe maybe fourth teamers in a regular football preseason format. I think they'd rather see the starters for a half. We've solved it. I think you're. I, I mean, you're right. The fans would definitely want to see that. I yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say, I want to see the next level of guys because well, I want to try and figure out who's going to be on this team. But yes. I mean, you know how you know how I am. I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. I don't need to see the starters. I know J.J. Watt's making the team. I think that Deshaun will make the team in 2020, I think. So I don't need to see them, but I want to <laughs> see, see what – you know, look, if you were incorporating a whole new line in front of Deshaun and mm-hmm. you know, all these other things, eh, maybe I'd want to see it a little bit. But I, even the whole wider – with a bunch of new wide receivers – I don't need them throwing it around against everybody. I just like to keep them safe and healthy and let's get them. But if they were going to do a joint session controlled, I'd, I'd love that. But I, you know how I am. I like to see the, the second run guys, the third run guys. I want to see those guys get after it. But if you do it, and we've done it how many times? We've done it, uh, you know, Atlanta and Denver in 14. We saw the Redskins in 15. We had the Saints uh, and the 49ers in 16. I mean, we've seen all kinds of different teams, and we've seen how effective uh, it can be for you know for for the Texans. I mean, and, right. and for certain players for the Texans. So um, I like them. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like it, but you know, I think from a preseason standpoint, that that would be a way that would be a way I think to appease your fan base to say, look, you paid X amount for this. You are going to see your starters. You are going to see the stars, unless they're banged up, obviously. You are going to see stars. You are going to see them, but it's going to be a controlled environment. We're not going to keep score, but you are going to see a whole heck of a lot more football things going on because it's a practice sort of thing. As opposed to you know, seeing what you're used to in a game, you're going to see them you know, maybe run 15 plays and then go off and do one-on-ones. And oh, I think the fans, yep. that, I, I think the fans that come to pra- joint practices, I think they love them. I mean, well, I, I don't know about you. I, I, I love them. I think the fans love them too, and I think they would love a preseason format like that. See, I'm trying to preserve the 60 minute clock though, and still play a game and charge prices. I'm still trying. <laughs> okay. I'm still trying to ha- fill the stadium. It's a game, but it's a little bit of a different format. I like this Pro Bowl format. And you know what else I'm adding? That the Pro Bowl does that you don't see in the preseason, obviously, but it's a Pro Bowl thing. Two minute warning at each quarter. At each quarter, Ooh. you get a two minute warning. Okay, Ooh. that is cool. Now I get a two because they all want to practice it anyway. So put a two minute situation automatically in the first quarter, and Ooh, it's good for the clock management skills of the coaches too. Two minute warning, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Play it like that. Everybody gets to practice those hurry up situations in a game situation. So what happened at the end of the first quarter? What happens at the end of the first quarter with two is it minutes? Like the, the f- is it like the end of a half? I mean, yes, you- yes. Uh, to, to, well, yeah, because at the at the start of the third quarter, we're going to um, we're going to kick off again. At the start of the second quarter, we're going to kick off again, or we'll just spot oh, wow. the ball at the twenty for the team that didn't win the the coin toss, or that didn't take the ball first. I right? I like this. I like see. This. I like I like I need to get this. into those I, meetings. I like- I like this idea. Where? Why have you not mentioned this before? I don't know. It it's just a came to me. Idea. It's perfect. It's a brilliant they, idea. They do it for the Pro Bowl, and they—it's it, actually a lot like the old CBA, where you're just playing quarter by quarter. 
that's really an old reference. That's for like the Albany, Albany Patroons fans out there. <laughs> I the Grand Rapids. About. How many CBA yeah. fans can you uh, uh, teams can you name? The Grand Rapids Hoops. Oh man, was there a, what was the closest? The Albany Patroons. That was yeah. that was one. George Carl, uh, Phil Jackson. They coached there. Man, I've it, been to a Grand Rapids Hoops game. Really? Oh yeah, Quad Cities, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Quad, yeah. Quad, quad Cities. Man, and then, oh, well, Isaiah Thomas killed the league, but it he wasn't the only He did kill thing. the league. He did kill the league. That's the Continental Basketball. Yeah, and they used to keep score, but you would win a quarter. You could win quarters. So that way, if you're out of it, you could say, well, we could still win the fourth quarter, and you'd still get a you point You still get or something. something out of it. Yeah, that was a pretty cool idea for a minor league. It was a good idea. Boy, you the get list absolute, of teams. Man, that could be fun. That could be really, really fun. The Baltimore Metros, that has a completely different meaning these days. Uh, the Allentown Jets, the Flint Pros, the Gary Steelheads, the Fort Wayne Fury. There was a team in Gary. Gary, Indiana, Michael Jackson's hometown, right? Lonnie Johnson's hometown. Oh. Man. Have a team in Gary. But, yeah, that two-minute warning at the end of each quarter. I kind of like it. I, the Wilkes-Barre I Barons. Like it. <laughs> now, I will say, in our in our Madden game that Vanderkid played, if we would have yep. had a two-minute warning at the end of the quarter, we might have been in some trouble because the Texans <laughs> drive took all the quarter, yeah, quarter and a half with a touchdown yeah. before the Colts even got the ball. Oh, that was so, so much fun. We would, have, we would have been in a little little bit of trouble with that one, but yeah. uh, I think we, we would have been okay. Um, it, was, it was an amazing weekend in the United States with all – uh, that was happening in big cities, small cities in Texas, outside of Texas. It was just an incredible outpouring of support, love, emotion. A lot went into this weekend. It was absolutely in. It was just incredible. And I, I know, uh, Mark, we talked about this a little bit in our meeting today. And and just, it's, you know, when I was going through high school, and I'm sure you were too. You know, we discussed. You know, the 60s and how turbulent the 60s were and, you know, the protests that happened at Haight-Ashbury, you know, out in the West Coast and, uh, you know, the riots in L.A. and things of that magnitude. And and I just never felt envious of that, but I always wondered, you know, what what happened? Like, why, why did those things happen? And obviously you can learn a history book and all that kind of stuff, but it really felt like moving it forward 50-some-odd years, you know, 50, 55 years, just seeing – what the seeing the protests, seeing the NFL teams involved, the Jags, the Broncos, obviously there were a number of Texans uh, at the the uh, the protest uh, downtown uh, for George Floyd. I don't know, Mark, that I can remember in my lifetime a weekend quite like the one that we saw this weekend. I think the whole week, the whole week, yeah, it's, yeah, it's whole unprecedented. Week, yeah. Certainly in my lifetime. Look, I didn't live through, you know, one of the one of the photos when you talk about social activism and sports and and really serious stuff like this. One of the photos, and I guess I've seen press conference footage of it as well, was Ali getting the support from other African American big time athletes at the time. You know, you see yeah. Ali, what is it, Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Yeah, Jim I think he Brown. Was still, he was still Lou Alcindor then, I think. Uh, Jim Brown, Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. Yep. And I forget who else is in. I'm going to Google it as, as we go to break here. But but that was huge. But that was one guy and a huge issue with the Vietnam War and everything associated with it. This is 
so many people involved and and getting together and trying to make a difference um it really was very powerful all week long no doubt yeah yeah no doubt and obviously you want to keep your eyes peeled on houstontexas.com because we've got some incredible stuff coming forth from from <laughs> it was funny because Margaret and I talked about you know who would be the one person that would make the most sense to speak to in a situation like that. Well, you'll hear and see from him online, HoustonTexas.com. Go ahead and check it out. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, the McNairs and, and all they've done uh, to push forward the cause. Obviously, you heard from Bill O'Brien last week. Um, it's just been an incredible, incredible week. I, I can't say that I've ever seen anything in my lifetime like it. Um, and it's it's been so emotional, uh, and yet to see things that are happening in places you never expected it, to see protests, um, even places in Texas. And there's one place in particular I saw protests, and I my jaw dropped. So uh, obviously it's it's made an impact, and, and hopefully we'll move forward uh, in a positive manner in a lot of different places, including Houston, our hometown, and for a lot of you out there, wherever your hometowns are. So there you go. Titus Howard is going to join us next. We've been teasing this interview, Mark, for what, a week? Yeah, Drew caught I, up with him. It's really good stuff. Yeah, it feels like they caught up back in April. But actually, they caught up last week at some point. And Titus, to me, is one of the best interviews in that entire locker room. And that's just coming out of his rookie year. We absolutely love Titus Howard. And he will join us next right here on Texans All Access. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, or else. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners, $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry, and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. GEICO gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that GEICO is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you, like your wife when you forget your keys at work. Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the spare house key. Hmm, maybe I can get through the window. Ah, <laughs> turns out the alarm works. 
Wow, it, it works fast. You, you, you should probably call me back. Geico, always there for you with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Hey, Texans fans, are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. Allen, deep drop, in trouble. Ball is out again, J.J. Watt, and he falls on it, and the Texans have it in the red zone. Nothing compares to the excitement and emotion of watching your Houston Texans play at NRG Stadium. Take the first step to joining the Houston Texans family and sign up for the 2020 season ticket priority wait list for free. Enjoy exclusive offers, event invitations, and more. Join at HoustonTexans.com. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Next Monday, June 15th, we'll celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Rockets winning consecutive NBA titles. It's Sports Radio 610's Double Clutch Monday. Don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. Let's commemorate the 94-95 Rockets team all day long at 34 minutes after every hour in honor of Hakeem the Dream. Elijah has David Robinson just bamboozled. With special guests, memories, and stories. Bringing to life that magical second title for your Houston Rockets. It's Double Clutch Monday. Next Monday, June 15th, on Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer, brewed with great taste and only 96 calories, available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Don't miss a moment of your Houston Texans 365 days a year. Houston Texans mobile app. Gil Brandt, longtime NFL scout, just tweeted, was thinking about the best offensive lines in the NFL. These are the six I came up with. How would you rank them and who am I missing? 49ers? Okay. Colts? Yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. Cowboys? Yeah, traditionally. Raiders? I think very underrated. Saints? Yeah. I think Saints are pretty good, even though they've got to find a replacement. Although they drafted Cesar Ruiz. Rams? Rams? Really? Rams? After all they've been through last year, they couldn't protect, protect Goff? Rams? I mean, what have they done to upgrade? Nothing. 
They're oh, garbage. Geez. The Rams Kill. are garbage offensive line. I no, I mean, I, I'm just going to keep the Texans out of this because I think it's it's been very hard for people to accept the Texans have a good offensive line after what they've seen the last couple of years. Narratives take at least a year or so. Yes. At least a yeah. year or so to give it, Give it a year, and then we'll talk about yeah. this offensive line being really, really good. Uh, no Ravens. The Ravens offensive line is outstanding. Are you kidding me? I know even without Marshall Yonda, like, I get it. But Ronnie Stanley and Zeus Brown are maybe the best tackle tandem in the league. I mean, Skurit Center is very, very good. I, how you don't say the Ravens is sort of beyond me. Now, I bring up the offensive line because the Texas offensive line will get a major boost in 2020 with the return of Titus Howard. And, Mark, I know that Titus has become one of my favorite interviews. I don't know about for you, but I know that Drew Doherty had a chance to catch up with him. Titus, first things first, we got to get this out of the way. Congratulations, you're a newlywed. You just got married this offseason. How is the married life going for you, my friend? Uh, it's been going great, man. Um, just been sitting here. We haven't been, we, had, we was able to go on a honeymoon afterwards, but since all the COVID 19 stuff been going on, we've really just been chilling at home. It actually been giving us time to actually spend more time with each other, just chilling, watching movies, TV, and, you know, getting a chance, you know, to you know, enjoy life together, you know, as newlyweds, you know, you think people be traveling all the time, but I think it's better for us that we, we're here at home spending time with each other. Yeah, it's a really unique situation you bring up, and there's a lot of you guys that just got married. You, J.J. Watt, Kaimi Fairbairn, you're all married on the same weekend, and then a lot of folks in the organization as well got married this offseason, but it is. It's kind of been like an extended honeymoon, even though you're not in an exotic location, right? Yes, sir. Well, how has the virtual offseason been going for you? You all started on April 27th. You've been meeting as an offensive line. You've been meeting as an offense, as a team, et cetera. What's that been like for you? Uh, the virtual meetings actually have been pretty good, man, because, uh, you know, during the offseason, you usually tend to, you know, need to, you know, learn stuff. Like, you don't really need to learn this stuff again. You just need to, you know, tidy it up on it. But, like, the virtual meetings have been good for us as an offensive line. We get, you know, talk to all the guys again, you know, get to, it's, it's, it feels as if you're in the meeting itself, but it's, you know, from the, it's on the phone, on the app. But uh, I think it's good for the rookies though, because they're getting the chance to, you know, learn their stuff. Cause I mean, for the veterans, it's, it's not as, as bad for us because we've been through a system a year already, but for those rookies, I think they, they kind of need that. So when training camp comes, uh, they're not behind and they can at least be a step ahead. Yeah. Last year as a rookie, you got you got there mentally. I mean, you were able to start a bunch of games, and you, when you did start, this team did really, really well. But compared this time to last year, how much farther ahead are you mentally in that, that regard? Uh, I think I'm ahead pretty far, man, because um, I wish I knew what I knew. I know now, I knew then. Yeah. And I think when you know more and you you study more and – it just makes you play faster and play better. And that's my goal for this year is to, you know, study more and know, I know more, you know, I learned from the vets like Laramie and uh, Nick and Greg and uh, Zach. And I just, you know, I've been tuning in to how they see football so I can see it through their view and also play the way I play. And, you know, it can make me have a better second year. No doubt. How are you feeling physically? Because, you know, the season ended a little bit prematurely for you because of the knee, but you doing okay? Yes, sir. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm still in the rehab process. Um, I haven't been clear yet, but 
as far as like, you know, feeling, I'm feeling pretty good and, you know, I'm excited to, you know, be ready for this season. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just ready to get back on the field, man, do what I can do to help my team win football games. Yeah. In talking with a lot of your teammates over the course of the last couple months, there is that high level of excitement, especially on the offensive line, you know, left to right, when you guys started Tunsil, Sharping, Martin, Fulton, and you, you guys played in six games together with that combination. I went five and one high level of success there. I imagine really high level of optimism for you guys as an offensive line, isn't it? Yes, sir. Uh, like a uh, coach has been saying, it's like one of the first years uh, you have five starters returning. And I think that's going to be a big key for us up front, you know, getting all we got all those old reps together last year and just continuing as the six next year as an offensive line. Uh, we just got to do what we got to do to protect Deshaun. And we know Deshaun's a great quarterback and what he can do when we protect for him. So that's our goal is to keep him clean and, you know, we just be some nasty old linemen up front. <laughs> now we talk, you and I, we've done this a few times, and I've seen you in media settings as well, and you're a happy guy. You're a really nice guy. But on the field, you bring up the nastiness. How nasty do you need to be and how nasty do you get? I think when you, uh, you're an old lineman, when you're on the field, uh, you can be nice off the field, but when you're on the field, you got to have a different mentality because – you got to think about it. You is you versus another guy. And, like, if you let him win, your quarterback is the one getting hit. Our goal and what we've been brought here for is to protect the shine. That's our goal. So when I look at it, I got to do everything I got to do, no matter what it is, to protect him. Like Coach said when I first got here, I'm his bodyguard. That's why I was brought here to be. So I got to be nasty. I got to be dirty. I got to do whatever I got to do to protect him. That's what I'm going to do. You know, last year you had the, the problems with your knee, but you came back and you played in that game in London. How important was that for you? Because I've heard from some of your teammates that that really was a big, big deal to all of them to see you come back, and it meant a lot to them. How much did it mean to you, though, to be able to have that level of success after playing through some, some pretty nasty pain there? Uh, it meant a lot to me. Um, I just I just want to be there for my teammates and uh, give us the best you know chance to win. And for me, I'm all about the team. Uh, I'm not really about individual stats. And I just want to win, and that's my ultimate goal is to win. So I know if I can if I can have just the slight ability to go out there and play at a high level, I was gonna get out there and play. And that was my goal. And then once I felt that I could play, I said, okay, hey coach, I want to play. I think I can play. And he led me. So we went out there and we won a couple of football games. And, um, you know, I was glad I was able to be a part of those, you know, wins to help our team get a chance to be in the playoffs. You know, Laramie Tunsil talked a few weeks back how, you know, physically he's been working out with Deshaun Watson quite a bit this offseason. What have you seen from Watson as far as leadership goes this offseason during these virtual workouts, these virtual meetings that you guys have had? Uh, he's just been showing his leadership on, like, what he expects from us. Uh, I've been watching him. He's been working out each and every day. I know he, he, one of his models is the work comes first. And with a lot of people, you don't you don't hear that the work comes first. Other thing, dance support with Sean is all about him taking care of football first and everything comes afterward. And I think as a leader, you know, as for me, as a guy who looks up to him, I look at him and think, okay, the world come first you know I got I got to catch up to him you know I got to be on his level for us you know to, to succeed at the level we want to be at so him and Laramie you know I talk to Laramie all the time 
uh, I look up to those guys, and those guys show me great, great, great leadership. You know, so I just only want you know to catch up and be on the same level as them. So yeah, you know, uh, you've got a unique perspective on things because you played quarterback for a while, and obviously Deshaun Watson, he does all that improvisational uh, work, you know, and he'll he'll make some spectacular plays that are off schedule. But a lot of that would not be possible had he not been putting in this work right now, right? Oh yeah, the stuff Deshaun does is is not normal. Like the play he made in the playoffs against the Bills, not too many quarterbacks in the National Football League can make that. But that that just don't come by waking up and coming out playing football. He practiced that stuff. He put in the work every day. He he work out. He strengthened his lower body and stuff to be able to to do that. And what he does in the off season shows up during the season, so you know he's working to become the quarterback he is today. You know, you bring up that play. Uh, how how tough was it? How challenging was it? How frustrating was it for you when you're watching that stuff? Like, were you getting really excited? And did people have to kind of calm you down when you're you're watching the the the, the heroics of December and January there for a little bit? Yeah, when I when I saw that play, I was like, man. Like first thing I think, Houdini. and uh, I was like man this I was like Deshaun like literally is the most clutch quarterback in the NFL and like the plays he made at the moments he make them is what makes him so great you know like I can only like look up to him and just you know be thankful that I'm on a team with a quarterback who plays like that all right, individually, what's the goal for next season? You said smarter, faster, you know, a little bit of that, but what are some of the goals individually for you, Titus? Uh, I think my number one goal is uh, to be healthy, get healthy and play a full season. That's my number one goal is to be healthy and play a full season. I think number two would be be more consistent so that, you know, I can be the best Titus for my offensive line and for my team. And third goal would probably be, mm, I would say, just win football games. I'm not too big on individual stats, like I said before. I just want to win games and and win for like my team and, and for the city, and you know, just do what I can do to put us in the best position we can be in. All right, there's Titus Howard with Drew Doherty, and all of that is on HoustonTexans.com. And it goes on for a good 10 more minutes with Drew's 12 questions. Drew's dozen, Johnny, and always great stuff from Drew and the players he's been chatting with. And Titus, what an asset after being in the drafted in the first round last year. He's really played out very nicely so far, but he's right. He's got to stay healthy, wasn't able to do it last year, and I, I'm glad that he said that's his number one goal because if he does, that is going to be so tremendous for the right side of that line. Uh, there's no question. Uh, he is he's such a key to this offensive line. I mean, Drew said it. When the five, five guys up front, uh, Tunsil, Sharping, Martin, Fulton, Howard, are together, five and one, and when they weren't, and there were some struggles. And, and this is not to, you know, to point out Roger Johnson and, and uh, Chris Clark didn't do a good job. It's just those guys are not Titus Howard. And a healthy Titus is – As he said, he's a nasty, nasty dude. I saw him just bend guys backwards at times last year. Um, So there's just an added element when he's on a field that is really fun to watch and is going to make this team really fun to watch. Now, 
We're going to go around the league next, and they're about an hour before the show, maybe about 45 minutes before the show. I saw a tweet, and then the tweet just – and it wasn't because of the tweet. It was the news that came out of the tweet. Week four, the Texans face the Minnesota Vikings. Will they face Dalvin Cook? Oh, let's go around the league next right here on Texans All Access. Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. May's Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to late Houston Police Department Tactical Flight Officer Jason Knox and Houston Senior Police Officer and Pilot Chase Cormier. In early May, Officer Knox and Officer Cormier were in a tragic helicopter accident that Officer Knox did not survive and left Officer Cormier badly injured. Both men dedicated their lives to ensuring the safety of all Houstonians. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to honor Officer Knox posthumously and Officer Cormier with our May's Star of Courage Award. You are the barbecue boss, the sultan of spatula, and upon the first bite of Whataburger's new barbecue bacon burger, you think, hey, I could make this. Your barbecue sauce might not be as smoky, and you probably wouldn't put both smoked cheddar and Monterey Jack on it. And you... Wait, is that... bacon? Good thing there's room for more than one poobah of the pit. Good thing there's the new limited-time barbecue bacon burger at Whataburger. Ah, the pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Hey friends, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60, the NFL initiative to get kids off the sidelines and into the action for 60 minutes of play a day. You can run, jump, swim, tumble, swing, or cheer. A blast. Just make sure you're active for at least 60 minutes a day to score the healthy future you deserve. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org slash Texans. Next Monday, June 15th, we'll celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Rockets winning consecutive NBA titles. It's Sports Radio 610's Double Clutch Monday. Don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. Let's commemorate the 94-95 Rockets team all day long at 34 minutes after every hour in honor of Hakeem the Dream. Elijah Wan has David Robinson just bamboozled. With special guests, memories, and stories. Bringing to life that magical second title for your Houston Rockets. It's Double Clutch Monday. Next Monday, June 15th, on Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. 
Not too long ago, Houston Texans fans were cheering in the stands of NRG Stadium. We now cheer for our first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, and many more who exemplify the true Texan spirit until we gather as over 70,000 strong once again. Let's support those on the front lines in the fight against COVID-19. For more information on resources for you and your family, visit HoustonTexans.com slash COVID. When America needed us to build, we built. Masks, ventilators, shields. When local communities and frontliners needed support, Ford dealers answered. And now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the Ford lineup. Stop by a Ford dealership or go online. We've made it safer to shop, easier to buy. Built for America. Built Ford Proud. At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere, and we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe, BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales, we're tough enough to cut it. The LSU Tigers are coming to Houston. Will the defending national champions be just as dominant on the field in 2020? Will they be able to replace key players lost in the NFL draft in order to create another national championship caliber team? Only one way to find out. Head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to witness the defending national champs take on the hometown Rice out. Visit RiceLSU2020.com to reserve your seats today. Whitney Merciless, starting outside linebacker for your Houston Texans. For the latest on your favorite team in mind, go to HoustonTexans.com. Oh, yes, get to HoustonTexans.com. Why? Conversations for change. You will love what is going on the website right about now. Well, it's Hand- not yet. It's not yet. Soon. Yeah, we're, and s- we're going to push it out. So if you have the app, you'll get a push notification uh, you'll see it on Twitter. You'll see it all over the place. It's going to premiere tonight. It's Cal, Hannah, it's Janice McNair, and it's Travis Johnson. This is episode one of Conversations for Change. Oh, well, up on the website, you can see DP's article. That's what I saw. Oh, I see. I That's see. why, because ah. I saw that, and I thought, oh, okay, the video is promoting. Posted. So, yes. Yep. Uh, so, DP's article is there, so you definitely uh, want to read that. But the video will be up on HoustonTexas.com, be up in the app. Uh, Trap J. Um, there, Mark, you and I have talked about Travis for a long time. We both love that man. I mean, if there is, if there is anybody that somehow can take us in some sense uh, through the through this wilderness, if you will, he can kind of lay it down for everybody to say, "Hey, man, here's the truth. Here's what you need." And, and he won't he won't shy away from giving everybody. The truth. So open up ears and listen a little bit. Travis Johnson, uh, absolutely phenomenal stuff. So make sure you check that out on the site. Mark, I mentioned this going into a break. And part of this caught my eye because I'm working on my Know Your Foe. And I've been working on a Know Your Foe series. And I'm up, up to week four. And week four for the Texans is, as of right now, the Minnesota Vikings. And as I started to look at the Minnesota Vikings, I'm like, man, this team, boy, there's no Stephon Diggs. I know they still have Adam Thielen. And I'm looking at it going, 
man, offensively, this is going to be a lot of Dalvin Cook. A lot of Dalvin Cook. And oh, by the way, I you talk about narratives changing. This Vikings defense is not the Vikings defense of two, three years ago. And it's definitely okay. not the one we saw in 2016. They finished middle of the pack last year in nearly every statistical category. They've lost Linville Joseph, Everson Griffin, Trey Waynes, and Xavier Rhodes, four guys that were key starters on the defense. Their two starting corners have a combined five starts in the NFL. And they got to face Aaron Rodgers twice. They got to face Matt Stafford twice. They got to face Nick Foles twice. They got to face Deshaun Watson. I hope you saw what I did there when I snuck Nick Foles in there. But yep. you get the point. This team is not – I don't know. I looked at it and was like, I don't know about this. It's going to be a lot of question marks going in. They, they should have a lot of ifs about them. And, of course, Kirk Cousins at quarterback. But Dalvin Cook, reliable. That's the guy. He's the guy going to run that Gary Kubiak offense. And then today we find out he's going to hold out. He is going to hold out. Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon – Running backs that have held out before him have really, honestly, I don't know if you could say Le'Veon Bell won. You can definitely say Melvin Gordon didn't. And now Dalvin Cook is saying, nope, not going to participate in any team activities until my deal is done. Mark, your thoughts. Gut reaction. Uh, Back to Le'Veon for a moment. So he held out in a franchise tag year, right? Yes. He could have made the tag money had he reported and would have taken the risk, obviously, if he gets hurt, that's it. Uh, it's a big check, but is it enough? Right. Then, so he misses a year of income, and then he signs a big deal with the Jets. I just think missing a year of your football career, as a running back especially, is really tough. It's yeah. it's a tough decision. Look, I don't want to get into anybody's business. I don't know what I would do. I don't have that kind of talent. I'm not in that situation. I have no clue. But I would think that what would come into my mind is I have – five, ten years to play this game, if that. Do I really and want you're to running lose back a year? Too. And you're I, and running, I'm a running back, back. Now, next year, let's say Cook holds out the whole year. Next year, people are going to say, well, you sat out a year, but you're Dalvin Cook. Should be pretty good. But, Johnny, has Le'Veon Bell even approached where he was? I mean, has it even happened for him to a no, degree? No, I mean – I mean, obviously, he goes to New York and, and, you know, how Adam Gase felt about the whole thing. I mean, yeah. Adam Gase was like, eh, that was not what I wanted to do. But it so there's part of that going on. But there was a pretty significant drop off in in what Le'Veon had done prior to and then what he did uh, in 20 in 2019. So, yeah, there's there was definitely a drop off. Now, financially, there's probably as you look at it, it maybe it, it it washes out. I guess I, I I don't know completely. I don't think when I looked at Le'Veon's numbers, I don't think it did. Three point two yards per carry, seven hundred eighty nine yards. Yeah, so I mean, production wise, no, it definitely it definitely was not there. Now, I will say, he was running behind Swiss cheese and a half with that offensive yeah. line. That offensive yeah, he's line with the worst team. We know that. Yeah. No, definitely a worse team. Yeah. Todd Gurley. Right? Well, yeah. Now, Gurley, you can contribute a little bit to uh, the fact that injuries, whether he's got that arthritic knee, whether that's a that's – The a, line that we talked about, right? Yeah, because the Rams what, line last, was not very good. Last year, 3.8 yards per carry. So, after two unbelievable mm. seasons, he goes to 857 yards in 15 games. 
3.8 per carry. Not the kind of season he wanted to see. No. I mean, in the Rams, I think when you I, – I, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. Mm-hmm. But running backs have become in this league – I don't It's want, a tough spot. No, I it know. It really I is. I mean, say. it's – they're almost like they're almost like paper plates. It's like, oh, this is a really good sturdy paper plate, and it worked for that dinner meal. All right, get rid of it. Let's go to the next one. It, I mean, they're not that disposable, but it's almost to that point where you know what? If you're the Titans, and I and I thought about this after we had that conversation, I'm like, why don't you try and? I mean, Derrick Henry, they franchise Derrick Henry, right? Why wouldn't you not? Why would you not just? grind Derrick Henry just running 400 times yeah because they're gonna after to, 400 maybe. carries I mean you're gonna pay him a second contract mm-hmm. and so I started thinking about college players coming to the NFL college running backs coming to the NFL and I really worried about Jonathan Taylor the one worry I had about Jonathan Taylor was boy there's a lot of tread on off that tire because of how many carries he had but I'm like wait a second if you think about a running back now in terms NFL terms of like four or five years then who cares what they had in college you know, who cares the, the tread off the tire? You know, you kind of grind through them for four or five years, and then you end up getting another one. That, unfortunately, that's just the way the, the running back situation is gone. And so I think that's – I think I don't know. We'll see what happens with Derrick Henry. It's a tough I'm, call with Cook because he's a second-round draft choice. Right. It's year four. He only had one fully healthy year, and he doesn't want to blow it. Right. You know, and I get and it. And I don't blame him for going – I don't blame him for trying to get all he can knowing he's a running back, that his yeah. shelf life is – relatively short so I, I mean i don't blame him either but this is definitely mark going to be a tricky one to watch for the minnesota vikings and obviously we will be interested in it because we play the vikings week four at energy stadium after chiefs ravens steelers then the vikings come week four so will they have dalvin cook or not we'll see but it's definitely worth watching mark as always thank you very much we will be back tomorrow night with more that's going on around the league a reminder houstontexas.com go check it out conversations for change you'll love it the mcnairs with travis johnson absolutely fantastic stuff go check that out bridget you are the best thank you very much and to all of you out there listening thank you be safe be well we'll see you tomorrow everybody and as always go texans this is texans radio on sports radio 610 sometimes nothing beats a classic Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and Phillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by Phillips. Go Texans! Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, Houston. 
As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Take your Texans game day experience to a new level with Houston Texans club seats. You'll enjoy premier sight lines with wider cushion seats, a private game day entry, and in-seat food and beverage service. Enjoy premium culinary offerings while listening to live music in the exclusive club lounges during breaks in the play. Take the first step and join the club ticket priority waitlist for free at HoustonTexans.com. Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to life. The all-new 2020 Hyundai Sonata is now available at your Houston Hyundai dealer. Hyundai, the official car sponsor of the Houston Texans. Visit your local Hyundai dealer or buyhyundai.com today. Welcome back to Cachata Casino Resort. We're open and ready to play. We've gone above and beyond by deep cleaning and sanitizing every area of the casino, every slot machine, every table game, and every hotel room. Welcome back to more cash and more fun and more ways to win. We can't wait to see you at Cachata. It's Louisiana's largest casino resort and Louisiana's best bet. Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. For you. Mustang Cat has been serving Texans for three generations. Cat compact machines do big work and are more affordable than you think. We'll help you find the right cat machine to get the job done with the Mustang Cat Texas Two-Step. First, demo a new cat machine at your location or one of ours. Second, get $150 as our thanks. Call 833-MY-CAT-19 or visit mustangcat.com slash two-step to schedule a demo. Offer limited to new customers only. See website for details. We need small businesses, and right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Introducing Verizon Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream to support local communities and share ways to help small businesses. Verizon Pay It Forward Live. Tune in every Thursday at Verizon on Twitter and Yahoo Entertainment at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. 
What do 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have in common? They're all members of Houston's most exclusive professional network, Texans Lux. Whether your company has 10,000 worldwide employees or 50 based in Houston, businesses large and small appreciate the opportunities Lux provides them to network with other professionals. And best of all, Lux membership includes a suite for each Houston Texans home game. Find out how you can use a Lux membership to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs, 12 ounces. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 